and welcome to Listen and Learn with your favourite teacher. For more resources to support your learning, visit yourfavouriteteacher.com. Today, we'll be analysing the character of Elizabeth Bennet, sometimes known as Eliza or Lizzie, in the novel Pride and Prejudice. Elizabeth is the second eldest of the Bennet sisters and our main character. The vast majority of the novel is narrated from her perspective. Therefore, it's crucial that Austen presents Eliza in a way that sets her apart in order to spike the interests of us as an audience. The novel focuses on Eliza's permanently growing and changing personality. She's outgoing, playful, lively and really quite bubbly and audacious, which is the complete opposite of what women were expected to be during the Georgian era. Women were expected to be a little quieter, a little gentler than our heroine, so Elizabeth sticks out like a sore thumb. Elizabeth takes after her father in terms of intellect and the nuances of discourse, which depicts her wit. Lizzie has something more of a quickness than her sisters. This highlights the fact that Elizabeth is a clever young woman. She's also said to have a lively, playful disposition, which could be attributed to her young age and her general positive attitude towards daily life. This playfulness ties in perfectly with the fact that Eliza is said to be an opinionated young woman who gives her opinion very decidedly and her opinions are often presented in a less than serious manner. She does this when talking to Mr Darcy by stating, despise me if you dare, as if to challenge him to disagree. However, this is not to say that our dear Lizzie is completely incapable of being serious and assertive. As a matter of fact, she does that successfully too. When Mr Collins proposes to Elizabeth, she promptly responds with, you could not make me happy, which speaks volumes about Elizabeth's attitude towards marriage. During the Georgian and Regency period, the only means of financial stability for a young woman of the middle-upper social class was the hopes of a good match in marriage. This attitude is highlighted by Elizabeth's younger sisters, Kitty and Lydia. Therefore, for Elizabeth to flat-out deny the proposal of a semi-respectable man showcases the fact that she would rather marry for love, not for the sake of social climbing. Austen does this to portray her idea of what the archetypal young woman should be and uses it as a commentary on the attitudes and aspirations of young women at the time. Simultaneously, Lizzie is painted as adherent to social rules enough to never seem bad-mannered, for example, treating Mr. Darcy and Collins with respect and politeness, even though it cannot be said she's particularly fond of either of them for the vast majority of the novel. Austen highlights those good manners in Eliza's instances of a tete-a-tete with Miss Bingley. Miss Bingley tends to be a bit stuck up and believes herself to be better than Eliza, which leads to some very subtle insults and demeaning comments being made towards Elizabeth. However, she does not retaliate and keeps her cool. On the other hand, Eliza completely disregards certain social rules that feel more decorative as opposed to practical to her. When Jane falls ill at Netherfield, she walks to visit her sister on her own because she's too worried about the well-being of her beloved sister and gains nothing from waiting around until she can be escorted there. Which brings us straight to the fact that Austen presents Elizabeth as a young woman who is family-centric. 
When Jane falls ill, she does not hesitate at all to set out on her own to go and see her dear sister. During the Georgian era, people didn't go on many holidays, and the ones that were taken were still quite local. Elizabeth cuts her holiday with the gardeners very short upon hearing that her younger sister has eloped with a certain Mr Wickham, which shows how much Elizabeth cares for her family. This love and respect are extended specifically to her father, who's the first person to find out about Mr Darcy's proposal as he asked for her permission to marry. Although it was a customary act during Austen's day, however, Eliza's request for counsel and advice from her father shows she thinks him intelligent enough to help her make a very tough choice and trusts his good opinion. Austen prevents Elizabeth as a strong-willed young woman. She's forced to make very hard choices in order to stay true to her values and beliefs. For example, she turns down two proposals due to the fact she believes in love over social climbing. The boldness of our Eliza is presented perfectly by the fact that Lady Catherine de Bourg insults her, talking about her social standing, family, character and appearance and attempts to bully her out of a presumed engagement to Mr Darcy, to which Elizabeth replies with politeness but, of course, stands her ground. This is particularly important due to the fact that the likes of Mr Collins and even Mrs Bennet bent over backwards to accommodate every wish of Lady Catherine, and our Elizabeth has the bravery to look her in the eye and completely reject all notions of what Lady Catherine was insinuating. This hard-headedness is depicted by the fact that Austen sets up Elizabeth to be determined to hate Mr Darcy before she even gets to know him. She accepts Mr Wickham's narrative as fact and stubbornly ignores any pleas and good word of Mr Darcy. Mr Darcy's prejudice against Elizabeth is what causes her to develop a less than friendly attitude towards him, wounding her pride and the refusal to dance with her at the ball, and eventually she is to apply her own prejudice to him, which leads to the fact that she remains completely oblivious to all his positive traits and Wickham's terrible ones. Her pride gets in the way of her seeing the truth about Mr Wickham's ulterior motives and Mr Darcy's purer attitudes, due to the fact she has construed this image of herself as a superior judge of character. I have prided myself on my discernment. Although Elizabeth is prideful and has her own prejudices, her character is written in a way that allows for incredible growth and Austen eventually allows Eliza to become so self-aware and rip down the barriers of her prejudice and allow herself to be happy with Mr Darcy. She's not all flaws. Austen uses parallels between Eliza and other characters in order to illustrate and contrast Lizzie's positive traits. We know she's bold and audacious and independent, but unlike Lydia who runs away to be with an old man, Eliza doesn't take it too far to prove her boldness and bravery. She's polite and loving, which she depicts time and time again with regard to her family, but not so soft as to be a pushover like her sister Jane. This is particularly observable in her interaction with Lady Catherine. She remains calm, collected and polite, but simultaneously assertive. Lizzie enjoys displaying her quick wit by mocking people in disagreement, but unlike her father, remains completely aware of the fact that certain situations must be approached with seriousness and caution. This is particularly displayed in her interactions with Darcy. 
Eliza doesn't particularly like Mr Darcy to begin with, and yet their discourse often brings out the best of her intellect and wit. This is due to the fact that Darcy's an educated, intelligent, slightly snobbish man, and Eliza feels compelled to level the playing field and match him intellectually, but also mock him a little for being a giant snob. This is observable by the way that she brings up the flaws in Mr Darcy's logic instead of insulting him. When, for example, they're discussing the topic of Miss Charlotte Lucas's living, an easy distance of 50 miles away, Eliza deems distance relative, very cleverly considering that to a man on horseback at that time, that may be half a day's journey. However, riding horses was not considered ladylike, therefore she'd have to take a coach or carriage, which was typically a much slower mean of transport. Her intellect extends also to non-spoken interactions with Mr Darcy. When he writes her a letter justifying his actions, she comes to her senses and calls herself blind, partial, prejudiced and absurd. It takes a special level of self-awareness and impartiality to come to a conclusion of such nature, which speaks volumes for Eliza's character, as well as the fact that she's not really any of the nasty things she calls herself, because if she were, she'd continue to deny any of Darcy's good traits. I'm Miss Meeks with your favourite teacher, and we've been analysing the character of Elizabeth Bennet in Pride and Prejudice. Visit yourfavouriteacher.com for videos, worksheets and everything you need to exceed in your studies. Thanks for listening.